I thought for a second that you were wearing like the stage manager's headset. Oh, I know. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, wait, this is kind of what you wear. Yeah, except there's only one muff. It's the, you know, I almost bought that one, but I wanted like. You wanted the double muff, which you (laughs) haven't wanted since you were in high school. Oh, my God! (laughs) For those of you joining us for the very first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time. I am here, as always, with the ether to my Jane Foster, Mr. CJ LaRoche. CJ, how are you doing? There are so many terrible connotations about calling you. Andrew, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And for those of you who may not know uh, or have spent a lot of time with the two of us, um, when Andrew is around, I I do get all gooey and just want to inject myself inside of him. Oh, my God. Like in a totally plutonic, like non-weird sexual way. Yeah, but just yeah. I do, I do feel like, and I do feel eerily feel like you. We stumbled upon each other, right? Like right place, right time. You stumbled upon me, and then like I just crawled up inside of you. Not unlike the ether. So I think that you know, for as long as we've been doing this, and for as long as you've been making comparisons of me and you to the movie, this may be the most accurate. I'm gonna stand by it. I'm going to stand by because at the end of the day, it makes me right. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live in this truth and this power currently. You are correct, sir. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the short answer is I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm here. I'm, I've watched uh, a film um, and I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready to break it down. Amazing. Well, do you want to tell the people what the film was? Yes. So this week on Icon or Ycon, Andrew and I will be delving into Thor. Uh, I mean, you're, you're forgetting a little, a little something, right? I, wasn't it? It was just Thor. No, it was like Thor, Thor, like rehashed. It was like everything about Thor, like just like a little less fun. Well, it was titled something oh, okay. different. Got it. Okay. So we're doing Thor, but like Thor is a little less fun. That wasn't what was after the colon. Oh, Okay. Yeah, we should give uh, the actual title of the movie you know, and, like, just and really, then go into like, our baggage. Yeah, I may just be in a dark world right now. There it is. And there it is. You really buried the lead there. Or the dark world. And dark it is. Wow. So Wow, 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 wow. I want to just dive in. Um, I'm not sure. So, like, I feel like – let's actually – let's do this. Let's do a little role playing. I'm okay. a studio executive and I'm like, you know what? I just think that the first Thor movie was a little too serious and I think that we didn't truly give Natalie Portman enough to do. So what I'm going to do is make a sequel that is sleepier, makes less sense, slower – more serious and make Jane Foster a completely passive character. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand okay. how the sequel improved on, on, on the previous Andrew as, as me as the studio executive, man, I really like what you've done here. Let's do uh, it. Let's, let's throw as much money as we possibly can about at it and make that film. I mean, it looked beautiful. It looked expensive. Oh, 
Oh, yes. And thank God no, those eyebrows and beard were a different color because, my God. Yeah. Yeah, we fixed that in the Avengers, right? Yeah, um, we, did. we did. But, yeah, no, this this movie is – it looks really sharp. Yeah. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> um, yeah. The greatest things about this movie are, like, what it did for Endgame. Yeah. Yes. Right. It does set up some some important threads. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it introduces the collector in a – Mid credit sequence. Well, yes. I mean, yeah, we'll get to that, right? Yeah, like we've yeah, just yeah. completely gotten like we've brushed past. I the know, movie. I skipped the movie, I but mean, we might as well just be telling people like what we had for dinner. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> let's but go CJ, back, man. Let's go back. Let's go CJ, back to the beginning. Here's, here's what's weird. Norway, no. 865. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. No, no, no. Uh the Dark World, 2899. Nothing unique happens in this movie. It does Nothing almost the same thing with diff- slightly different characters. It does yeah, basically the same thing with slightly different characters. It's you're, so you're weird. It's right. so weirdly similar. And like, and like, and like, everybody's just like I said at the beginning. Like, everybody's just like it's just a little less fun. Yeah, Darcy's still fun. Oh, Darcy gets. I mean, I have to give a special award that's like, you know, not just like a brilliant, wonderful job award, but like Darcy would get the award for this film. She's the most fun in this entire movie. Yeah. No, she's amazing. Well, and she says that Darcy only got expanded and invited to the sequel because of her – because of actual Kat Denning's friendship with Natalie Portman. Is that true? Yes, that's what she says. She says uh, they they wrote more scene work that was fun for Darcy Lewis in the first movie because they liked watching Natalie and Kat interact because they're actual friends. Oh, cool, and so cool, cool. so then it became a thing to like bring her into the sequel, but then the, it's the start of Darcy kind of just becoming Kat Dennings, mm-hmm. right? Because you sure. notice this Darcy Lewis is kind of the same girl that's in Two Broke Girls, like which is kind of just oh. like Kat yeah, Dennings no, playing. I mean, or version of Kat Dennings. Yeah. yeah, no, Kat Dennings is fantastic. She's hilarious. Um, yeah. And, and I really like I really like her in this film, but like what I don't like is that we have a, another sidekick. Yeah, they give right? like, they give her a sidekick now. Has an inter it's kind of like it's putting a hat on a hat, right? That famous theater phrase. Also a very inappropriate relationship. Weird. I mean, just <laughs> weird. Yeah. And and they, they have no chemistry until he saves her in the middle of a, a battle and then oh well now she's gonna swoon. Yeah, it's there's so Shut much up. that's strange. I, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I, I would like to start I, we were already six minutes in, but I would right. like to start with a few questions. Okay. I love your questions. Yeah, yeah. And not the ephemeral variety, because those come later in the second There's, half hour. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I I'd just like to start with a few questions. Uh first question. Do you know the plot of this movie? Because <laughs> I have no fucking clue what happened. Uh, yeah, I do know the plot of the movie. Um, we we open in Norway in 865 and Odin is fighting the frost. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. We it's opened, the other fucking movie. We opened somewhere else a long, long time ago. I can still remember how that ether used to make me smile. Another all-powerful weapon. <laughs> had my chance. Yeah, so we've got it. We found it. We're going to hide it somewhere where no one will find it. In London. In a column. <laughs> what? Like, like down, yeah, already yeah. lost me. Already. First 10 minutes gone. What the fuck? 
yeah so so we've got to find yeah so we've we've hidden it and uh unbeknownst to our main character one of our main characters they're going to stumble upon it and it's going to insert itself inside of her <laughs> like why does it want to be inside of her what is There's- it about the ether that wants it to be inside of her and then like he wakes up right he wakes up because it found its way inside of her and she's like later in the movie she's like i wish i never found it and he's like well, you had to. He wouldn't have woken up if you didn't, and it would have found someone else. But no, it wouldn't have. It only found her. Absolutely, yeah. It's there's it's rotten. There is it's a rotten tomato. There is zero explanation given to what the ether is, how the ether works. More importantly, for the future of this franchise, zero explanation given to how it turns into a stone. Well, it's so funny, Andrew. This is like the quickest retcon in the history of cinema. It's retconned by the end of the movie. Yeah, they're like it's actually an infinity stone. What? Yeah, this is an infinity stone, guys. I don't even worry about what happened all before. This is an infinity stone. So and the weird. only like you have to make the connection. You have to listen to them saying reality as we know it will be wiped out. Well, uh, like the reality stone has a fucking agenda? Apparently so, and apparently it wants to find a host, a thing that that the stone never really does. I don't. I don't know. No. I don't know. It's so no. strange because none of the stones actually need a host. No, they just kind of exist. They just um, are, and they're all powerful except for this one. So okay, I, I have another question for you. Okay. Um, what are your two favorite leaps that you have to make as an audience member in this movie? Because this movie asked me to make several leaps. To just roll with it? And like I'm just curious yeah. what, what your two favorite ones were. Well, my two favorite are right from the top. I mean I've already said it. The fact that <laughs> Thor's lover is the one that the ether decides to plunge itself into. What are the odds? That she happens to be in England. Why is she in England? Don't Why know. is she in England? Right? Yeah. But no, she's there. And there's this, you know, thing. The ether calls to her. It calls to her, bro. It pulls her through the dimension. <laughs> it's so stupid. Right? It's so dumb. The other leap that I have to make is that Thor can get to Earth. We're really not going to talk about how the Bifrost got repaired. We're not going to talk about it. We are not going to talk about it. I, I Googled it. <laughs> I, I Googled it because I was so curious. And apparently... Uh, they used the Tesseract. To repair the Bifrost? Yeah. But it's okay, not... Well, how, come, how come he didn't use... Like, he used it before... Did he use it in Avengers? No. He couldn't no. use it in Avengers because Odin sends him with dark magic. Oh, dark magic. Right, 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 right. And he says, right, so return used- with Loki and the Tesseract. Yeah. And we're supposed to extrapolate that the Tesseract repaired the Bifrost. Okay. But at the end of movie one, it's such a thing that the Bifrost is destroyed because he can't see Jane. So yeah. he repairs the Bifrost but doesn't go visit Jane. Doesn't go visit her. And she's like, like he's I thinking s- about her. And she's he's, like, I saw you. I saw you. Yeah. He's and thinking he's like, about yeah, her. Yeah, I was taking care of the nine realms. Like, Oh, my God. That's so, you, know Joss, so, you know Joss Whedon was involved in this movie as well, right? It's bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I, I, I bet. So like my, my favorite leaps, I would say the Bifrost one is, is my favorite leap. And my second favorite leap, although I hadn't thought about like the ether randomly selecting Dr. Jane Foster. That's Selected a her. big one. Um, it's a big stretch. Yeah. No, the other one that kills me 
is uh, the convergence of the nine realms. Literally everyone is surprised by this moment. Yeah, well, don't, it happened 5,000 years ago was the last time. Don't they so that live been, nearly forever? Yeah, I mean, well, they live about 5,000 years, right? Um, but so, 5,000 years ago from 2013 was like 1,500. So people have seen that. Yes. Yeah. What a fucking stupid fucking story, yeah. man. That's, I was like, how are the Asgardians <laughs> surprised by the convergence? Some of them have lived through it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe, right? Like, yeah, there had to have been somebody who was a kid who, like, lived a little longer. Feasibly, there is one Asgardian that lived through this. Yeah, I am am just flabbergasted. Now, all of that being said, this movie's entertaining. I guess. I just didn't really understand it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just didn't get what was happening. I was so confused the whole time. I was sitting there, and I was watching this thing, and I was like, man, I've seen this movie a couple times now. You know, like this was not my first rewatch of Thor 2, but uh, it, it moves for a minute and then it doesn't anymore. Right. But like it, like the pacing sucks. The editing is shit. But I still kind of enjoyed it. Like I kind of enjoyed the experience of watching it. But I know that it's a, not a good movie. It's not good. <laughs> I just know that it's. That there's something weird about it. It's not good. It. What a criminally underutilized Natalie Portman. Oh my god! Yeah. Wait, wait. How about how about when she's in the ship with Thor and Loki? I mean, dude, she, she's so underutilized that they don't even use her for the post-credit scene. That's Chris Hemsworth's girlfriend. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so bad. Um, but yeah, so so she's in the ship with Thor and Loki. And then she falls, and he's like, Jane. And she's like, I'm okay. I was like, okay. who, who shot I'm this? I'm fine. Dude, that escape from Asgard is like the epitome of everything that's wrong with this movie. Oh, okay? my God. We're talking about Asgard, right? Like the fucking king of the nine realms. Like the, the most popular kid of the nine realms. Like the smartest kid of the nine realms, right? But yet when we bring the prisoners to our prison – we just leave them with all their armor. I like, don't hey, just get in there and like have your armor. Like what's good. We're fine. Right. And then like the way that they leave and the way that I oh, just that chase scene out of there. Oh. CJ, it's clone wars level plot holes. It's clone wars level. Oh. Not clone wars, the series clone wars. Yeah. Which, which you haven't wait, watched. Anymore. Attack of the clones is what I mean. You mean Attack of the Clones. It's Attack yeah. of the Clones level plot holes. It's just like, oh, you created this whole army by yourself going rogue for the past 10 years. It's like that. It's like, oh, I mean, like, we didn't see a problem with not strip searching the prisoners. Strip search the prisoners, man. Also, there's visibly... Take away their armor. There's visibly more prisoners than they have as guardian guards. Also, Heimdall is terrible at his job. Yeah. Heimdall really failed this movie. It's like... He's been doing that for how long? Like, I'm sure that the Dark Elves have tried this before. Like, they're using shield cloning technology, man. They're using, like, Skrull cloning technology. This isn't new. It's bizarrely nonsensical, this movie. It's bizarro. It just kind of has things in it. That said, uh, Christopher Eccleston is Malekith. Oh, yeah. He's very good. He really, he really does a lot. 
with nothing. Yeah. Why is what is his point? He's just evil and he wants to plunge the world into darkness. That's his thing. Right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. He, That's his he, thing. What would Ryan George say? Because he's bad. Because he's bad. Yeah. Because he's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, but what what is his motivation? He's bad. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So like <sighs> that's that's the thing. Now here's oh my, can we just stop? I mean, can we stop? Can we just like skip to the break? Why do we have to torture ourselves? Because there's what are more. we doing? Because I have more questions, CJ. But wait, there's <laughs> more. <laughs> I have more questions. Okay. Friga. Oh, played beautifully by the astounding Rene Russo. We finally give Rene Russo something to do in a Thor movie. And we fucking kill her. We kill her. And she uses magic to project Natalie Portman. She can't project herself. She got to put herself in harm's way. Yeah. She's the queen. Why? She's got to do that. She's the queen. You guys, why is is the queen alone? Why is the queen alone? Why is the queen alone? With like dark elves on the prowl. Doesn't this sound like a mistake? Yeah. No, it's so Thor and Loki can unite. Yeah. That's it. That's so, all. So she's supposed to be uh, their Phil Coulson. Yep. I do love that Thor and Loki unite. Oh, well, that's what really works about this film is, is their relationship. Spectacular turn by Tom Hiddleston once again. My God. I, this is the third time he's done it and it's completely different. I, he's multi-layered. I, I, love, I love when Thor goes to visit him and he projects all this bravado. Yeah. And Thor's like, you don't need to do this to me. And then all the yeah. magic fades away. And he's just a mess. Yeah, just destroyed. Yeah. Just destroyed. Because the last so thing it, he said to his mother was horrible. Was, yeah. you're not my yeah. mother. Well, yeah, and he also told him where to go. Yeah. He's responsible for it. So it's like, it's bad writing, but it's a good result. And I they feel, have something to do because of it. I, I feel like it's a, that was one of those outline successes, you know? Yeah. I think yeah, that's the thing. Like, sure. and then and then uh, Loki puts Frigga in harm's way, and it creates his first redemption arc to connect them. Yeah, and yeah. that was just one of those things no where, doubt. like, the outline really, really paid off. For sure. But like, For sure. my word, my god, my god! <laughs> By the time you get to the the last third of this film. Like it's done being entertaining. It's just like, okay, when does when does the Winter Soldier come out? Well, and so here's the other thing anymore. though. While I understand what Frigga's death is supposed to do, while I understand what Loki's death is supposed to do, um, they don't really pack the punch that they should. No. I don't Not think. at all. Not at all. Like why is Eric Selvig a mess? Why is he a disaster? Is is this his because of his interaction with Loki because – I mean I guess he had a god inside his brain. They say that. But say Hawkeye that didn't turn into this ever. Well, Hawkeye – well, now, now hold on. Maybe I will play um, Mephisto's advocate here for just a second. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh, Hawkeye's a seal, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. That's true. So he's more, you know, he's more put together. He's He's probably faced torture. I guess so. You know, maybe a needle or two. Yeah. So I'll forgive that. I will forgive Eric Selvig being a, just a complete mess. So weird. Although the, the whole Stonehenge sequence was hilarious. 
Very funny. Also, the, the him doing his whole diatribe in the um, institution was very funny. Very funny. Yeah. And then him being like, I need to put some pants on. Now, here's <laughs> how does he get out of that institution? They just come get him. That's it? He just needed somebody yep. to collect him the whole time. Yep. And no one really asks, like, when he comes out and he basically, like, outs the, the plan. Yeah. You know, nobody seems to care about what's happening. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's like, what's happening? That that guard heard every word that you said. That every was not word. anything that he just was told. Yeah. And what? So strange. Also, I'm very confused by Malekith's actual death. Oh, you mean when he gets fucking roadrunnered? Yeah. Like it's the death of a cartoon character. It's so strange. And another <laughs> and another uh letdown of a final battle. Another letdown. I mean, this is like Iron Man. Well, 100%. 100%. It's like this battle's presumably taking place on Earth. Yeah. Right? Where are the Avengers? Good question. Where are the Avengers? And they can't even Captain Marvel the way out of this one. She's like, there are a lot of other planets that need me. Yeah. She said that same line twice. Sucked so bad. Both times. Yeah, well, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. I keep I've actually, I just, I want to make a little, I want to make a little confession to you while Talk we're here. Talk to me. Um, I've rewatched Captain Marvel before I watched it in this rewatch. Why? I had to know. Is it as bad as I remember? You don't. We'll get there. So okay. this is a letdown <laughs> of a final battle. <laughs> Uh, uh, where people are like morphing. We're like, it's, it's, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Remember the end of blazing saddles where you're just going to different places. Yeah. We're just going to different places. And like Dom DeLuise is doing the big show number and here they come, they come barreling through the walls. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is the tone here? You know, it's like kind of funny. To, yeah. But it's not like, this is the first time in this movie where you've really attempted stuff, you know, outside of the Darcy things. And now you're going to like throw it into the final battle of a Marvel action extravaganza. It's really weird. What's happening. I don't know. I have one more question for you. Okay. How the hell did Loki <laughs> impersonate Odin? Like, Where's Odin? How is that possible? Where's Odin? It's one of the biggest holes in Ragnarok that killed me. And I always thought when I go back and watch the dark world, it's going to make sense. It doesn't. Where's Odin? How did, did he go? How did Loki do that? Where did he go? Where is he? Did he know that like, like where did he go? He went to Norway after I, Frigga died. He like left and left Loki in charge. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It's a fun twist. It is a, a great fun, shot. It is a fun but twist, it, but I feel like it's, it's bad like, writing. It's yeah, bad writing. It's not earned by any stretch. No, no. And nothing leading up to it tells us that that's what's going to happen. And also, why does he morph back into Loki when Thor leaves? For us? Like, for us. So that we know. For us. So that we get a payoff 11 movies later. It's so weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. I just – this movie Very is strange. so confusing. And and watching it again because every now and then – and we've been doing this show for a year now. It's our anniversary. Yep. Yep. Uh, and uh, 
every now and then I'll rewatch a movie and I'll be pleasantly surprised. Like like Iron Man three, I actually liked better than I remember. Yes. Yes, absolutely. This one, I'm actually more confused than the first time I saw it. I think I didn't like it. I think I didn't like it, and I understood it better the first time I saw it. And yeah. I think it's 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 hampered by the better scripts that come after it. Yeah, well, I mean, truly, and you know, this movie is really, really improved um, in Endgame. Mm. Like the payoff that we get in Endgame, same writers. Really? Same writers. Yeah. It's this like, is not the same writers it, as Endgame. It most certainly is, bro. What? Yeah. IMDB that shit if That's you're listening. shocking. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, both writers on Endgame. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow. So wow. you know that when they got to Endgame, they were like, hey, listen. Um, so like we knocked that girl up back in Skokie, Illinois, and like we just left her. And she's been raising that child all on her own. Like can we send her some money? Can we finally like make up for us being like deadbeat dads? Like that's what they did in Endgame. They were like, remember that piece of shit that we fucking threw at the world in 2013? Like let's make that a little better. And it pays off. Like it truly, truly pays off. It really does. Yeah. It's just so shockingly bad. Maybe it's a direct. Google, did you just Google the writers? I did. How can you tell? Ah, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. You're totally right. I had to know. I had to know. They also wrote the Chronicles of Narnia movies, mm-hmm. which are not bad movies. I haven't seen them. I mean, are, is it a universe? It's a, it's a third of a universe. Okay. Well, we'll get there. Because they never finished them. Oh. Jesus, it's like Game of Thrones. I know, right? It just didn't get a satisfying ending. No. But yeah, so that's that's my big that's my big thing. I have one more question for you. I feel like this whole time I've been asking you questions, but I'm just so confused by this plot. So Are you like, hoping that I'll have answers? I am, I am. <laughs> I'm just so curious about the part where Jane Foster and Thor find the can of pot and the keys mm. in that yeah. – in a cave. In a cave. And she's like, oh, my car's this way. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the third stretch. I think that would be the third biggest stretch. How does that work? What are the odds of them landing there? That's like Last Jedi level. Not Last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker level. I keep confusing my Star Wars. But that's like well, they're both shit, so you're on the right track there. I'm gonna tell you this one more time. One day you will turn a corner on the last Jedi. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. It's garbage. It's fucking garbage. <laughs> I love it. It's two hours and change of garbage. Whereas Skywalker is way worse. I mean, as a movie, maybe, <laughs> but as a Star Wars film, it's like fucking Casablanca compared to The Last Jedi. There is Last no Jedi way. Last Jedi is Dharma and Greg to Cheers. First of all, Dharma and Greg wasn't bad. You stop. Dharma and Greg wasn't Dharma bad. Dharma and Greg. Oh, my God. This, you know, this from the man who enjoyed the ending of Lost, everybody. Here we are. That's who we're speaking with tonight. I'm not ashamed of my passion. I like the ending of Lost. I understood the flash sideways. And I don't <sighs> necessarily think you have to give me all of the answers. 
Even though that's all you've been doing this whole episode is asking for answers. You're a hypocrite. (laughs) No, no. But the thing about Lost, it was like world building and interesting and crazy. And like, if I really needed the tactile answers, they were kind of there. The answers to these quagmires in this movie do not (laughs) exist. (laughs) They don't exist within the movie. They don't exist before the movie. Nor do they exist after. There's no. Oh, they do exist after. They do exist after in Endgame. That's where the answers are. All of them? Well, I think a little – yeah, well, because when you get to Endgame, how satisfied were you with the Thor Dark World scenes from Endgame? Well, when they go back and extract the ether from – And he talks to Frigga and she knows that it's not really – it's not her time Thor. Yeah. It's satisfying, right? Yeah. How did she know that was – yeah, that that was satisfying. And she says, don't tell me, like – you have to let let it play out. Let yeah. in this time stream, we have to let it play out how it's going to play out. Doc, on the night you go back, nobody, no. Yeah, don't tell him. Yeah, but then he sent him a letter and he taped it together. I know he told him. Well, that's one thing that's great about Endgame, though, that they talk about Back to the Future rules. So good, and they talk about hot tub time machine rules, which Sebastian Stan is in. Yeah, they also talk about Lebowski, which. This Obadiah amazing. is in. Well, yeah. Well, they they, they they did it. Lebowski was on papers in Iron Man. Ridiculous. Like, yeah. Favreau didn't realize what he was creating, right? He's just like, I'm going to make a comic book movie. <laughs> um. So okay. So I, I I will vibe with you that the payoff is there. Um. They just there's just so much that's left like horrifically unexplained. Yeah. This movie's a bad haircut. <laughs> it is. Like you needed it. You needed it, but like you wish that you had gone somewhere else. Yeah, or you wish that it went down differently. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. Like they got to the mid-credit scene and they were like, "Guys, we got to fix this. Can we just make the ether an infinity stone and call it a day?" Well, and the fact that he's like having two infinity stones so close together is unwise. And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And what? I was like, where, "Where? What is the other? Where was the other infinity stone?" Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's that one so strange so strange but like i mean it's it's really slickly produced very very expensive it looks good oh it's beautiful the costumes in this movie are just spectacular wendy partridge is the costume designer's name it kind of she... suffers from iron man 2 itis okay a better Let looking ex- explain that a little bit Better looking, more confusing, and shittier. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That makes sense to me. It's actually the name of my next album. <laughs> Better looking, more confusing, shittier. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, nice. I would buy that album. Better looking, more confusing, and shittier. Thank you for that. But you wow. understand what I'm saying, right? 100%. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's something that's like not great about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I did like the costumes. <laughs> yeah, the costumes are great. The, the, uh, yeah, it was good. It looked great. <laughs> it, sound, it sounded cool. It was like really well put together. <laughs> We should take a break. <laughs> yeah, I think we should, yeah. Let's do that. 
You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area, where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking to... I'm talking to people Absolutely. on the Instagram, I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, we appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah, so I think that, Andrew, where can where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there, and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on. Log in. Trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are. The break is over. And we're moving on. We are moving on. Yeah, stop typing. I'm not typing. I just heard two clicks. Because I'm moving my window. Your what, what window? You're clicking. The window with there my it is notes. Again. You did it again. You did it again. I'm, I'm moving my notes over so I can look at you. Why are you being so aggressive? If this movie's got me bent out of shape. I but I'm not going to apologize. I, I, you never do. And I think we need to take a breath. I think we need to calm down. I think we need to focus this energy into something peaceful and something that promotes peace. Like ephemeral questions. For the dark world, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Hey, Thor. Good God, Thor. Man, this movie blows. (laughs) So you asked for peace. I, I gave did. you war. Well done. I wasn't gonna do. I wasn't gonna do a song. No. Well, you you've been complaining off panel. You've been complaining that there was no song for you to do. And then you served it up. I did. I. I, I yeah. I really just yeah. led you there. You're like an abused puppy. <laughs> like, oh my god! All I do all day long is I'm so mean to you. I say rotten, nasty things to you, and you ins- you continue to inspire. Oh, listen. None of that is true. You're a wonderful friend. <laughs> <laughs> None of that's true, and I'm not having those lies. Okay. Um, what worked for you about this movie? Endgame. <laughs> A movie that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, man, when you watch Endgame, that's the only way that this like this movie is able to to exist and be okay, and you're okay with it. Yeah. Um, Agents of Shield actually did a pretty nice job with this as well. Uh they came in to England. And uh, cleaned up after this mess, right, on the show. And I think they even, like, referenced, like, cleaned up the Avengers plot hole. Like, explained why they weren't there either. Um, But then they got... Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick something like the production design, like, it looked really cool. (laughs) You know? Um, And, you know, for a movie called The Dark World, like, it wasn't too dark. But the, the sort of imagery, right, the shades, the color, the cinematography was, like, dark enough. Yeah. So the theme was, was carried through. Um, yeah, Thor and Thor and Loki. 
you know, Chris and Tom, you boys. Um, They're great. They're great together. Yeah, they continue to be amazing together. Um, what, What brilliant casting choices that, you know, was made way back in the beginning in 2011 with the first Thor movie. Um, yeah. And like that relationship, that sort of, you know, sibling rivalry has, has played so much uh, of an important role in the MCU. So I guess, yeah. So the production design, Thor and Loki end game. That's very cool for me. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear what worked for you. You know, it's funny. I wrote down production values as well. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it, it looks beautiful. And the design of the ether yeah. is spectacular. Oh, yeah. I mean, when she blacks out and, like, fucking sees it in the sky and shit and, like, her eyes go dark, it's it's pretty cool. It's cool. They just don't explain any of it. But, like, it looks glorious. <laughs> and it looks so good. I want to know more. And that's the only reason that I watched the rest of the movie, thinking I'm going to yeah. get a fucking answer. But alas... <laughs> Alas, not not a one to be found. No. Yeah, no, but the production you, values, much. it looks beautiful yeah. and it's, it's super well acted. And and right down to uh, Natalie Portman and Christopher Eccleston, at Kat Dennings, uh, I forget the Chris actress's O'Dowd. name. Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. O'Dowd. So we didn't even talk about Chris O'Dowd. Oh no, my God, and, and so you had these brilliant, these brilliant, brilliant actors with not enough to do really making a lot out of it. And yeah. that's a cool thing to see. Because that's sure. the team just firing on all cylinders. It's just that the script, the script wasn't good. I I, no. I believe everything Patty Jenkins said about it now. Like, yeah, she's like she's like it wasn't a workable script, and they were not open to changes. So I left. It's so not a workable script. It doesn't. I, none of it adds up. Yeah, she Granted, may have done what she may have done wrong by us, but she definitely made the right choice for herself on this one. Yeah. Granted, <laughs> granted, she created her own plot holes with eighty four, but that's a, we already did that episode. I mean, yeah, I think at that point she was just like, you know what? Fuck everybody. I'm just going to make this really fun little movie. It was fun and frothy. Work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what didn't work about this movie for you? Just pick one thing because I feel yeah, like the no, whole yeah, like, what is the number one? The whole last half hour was this. Well, I said it in the last half hour, but the thing that really doesn't work is the pacing. It's slow. Slow. I it's mean, sleepier than it's, the first one. Yeah, and you know, I said earlier in this episode, like that, it's like kind of an entertaining movie, mm-hmm. um, because like it, you, you put it on and you could just be like, like you just be dumb for two hours. But like, there's so much. Like, even there are times where it starts to ramp and then it like cuts to something. And you're like, wait, wait, wait ah. yeah. The pacing is. Very. It's ghastly. The word is ghastly. I see you reaching for a word, and it's ghastly. Slow. Oh, what a drag. I mean. Ghastly. Yeah. Ghastly is not a word that's used often enough. Let's normalize ghastly. Oh, my God. This fucking normalized. (laughs) I know. It's a very popular word. (laughs) Something needs to be normalized. Guess what? It's normal. It's not normal. Man, <laughs> let's normalize X. I feel let's, like nor- normalize and aggressive are two very popular words right now. Yeah, well, aggressive. Yeah, people right. people love saying I would so aggressive. Yeah, like that. Five years ago, that wasn't the word. Yeah, you've obviously never been in a bite suit. That's all I can say. A what suit? A bite suit. What's a bite suit? 
the I've thing never they been put on, one. yeah, the thing they put on people to um, uh, train dogs. Yeah, you haven't lived until you've been thirty yards away from a German Shepherd barreling down on you to like bite your arm. Not interested. Yeah. Oh no, I think you would be. I think you would be. You know those like big. Uh, you know, um, Ralphie's brother in A Christmas Story. Yeah. His his winter suit. Yeah. It's basically what it is. Oh, okay. So like well, right away you're like, oh my god, I'm fucking Ralphie's brother. What was his brother's name? I don't know. <laughs> if the show were live, this would be the trivia question of the night. It would be. Uh, yeah. And then the German Shepherd just comes and runs and like jumps from like five, six yards away and like goes down on your arm and takes you to the ground. But he doesn't hurt you because they train them just to go for the arm. Still not interested. Yeah, but it's much more interesting than what we've been talking about for the last 40 minutes or so. That is accurate. <laughs> uh, what was your number one thing that didn't work? You know what? You have some really cool female characters played by some really interesting bold actresses that mm-hmm. we have seen do some really exciting work and they just don't give them anything and that's the thing so like if you have an underutilized Natalie Portman okay all right that was your choice if you have an underutilized uh Rene Russo all right that was your choice you have an underutilized Cat Dennings. Okay, that was your choice. Uh, you have an underutilized uh, – who plays Lady Sif? Who plays Lady Sif? Jamie Alexander. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We didn't even really touch on her. The relationship that they tried to build between her and Thor, that, was, that could have been a whole other plot line that might have been much more interesting. A love triangle. Yeah. And, they, like, and she's so good. They like dabbled in it, but like again, at the end of the day, not a lot to do. And I just think that the the one, two, three punch, one, two, three, four punch of those four brilliant actresses. Yeah. Sideline. Leaving leaving screen time sideline for these for these men to flail with a weak script. <laughs> like yeah. it's just like the, the movie becomes so much more interesting if you just give one of them. One more thing to do. The movie becomes a lot more interesting. Yeah. It builds upon something. When have you hired Natalie Portman to play a completely passive victim in a pretty dress? When has that happened? Why in a Marvel film is that happening? Yeah. That's why she's Thor in the next one. Andrew, you're breaking my heart. Oh, my God. I guess that was the last time. That was when you – That was the last time. It was like her third movie. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that's my that's my what didn't work. Okay. Yeah, it's f- fair enough. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, does this movie make your desert island top five? Uh, no, no. But I think that every DVD copy of this film should be ground down into sand to be the sand on my desert island. What a beautiful thing to say, CJ. I love Thank that. You. <laughs> yeah. Thank that's you. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Like sands through the hourglass, this movie sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're going to take it on the. Oh, fuck oh you're no. not. Oh, you're fuck not. No, absolutely oh, not. See, I, I didn't. Yeah, no, I thought funny. because I you liked gonna... the Last Jedi that you would. Take How it. dare you? How dare you? <laughs> that is such a damn mess of a thing to say. No, uh, it's terrible. 
It's it's yeah. it's terrible. I'm not interested. And again, like sometimes they hold up on the rewatch. Sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. I was yeah. I was pleasantly surprised at how much less I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't hold up. Yeah. And like there's not a lot to say. Like I've been dreading recording this because I was like, you know, the seven, the twenty, the nineteen, whoever they are, however many there are now, like I want to give them something. I want to give you folks something. Yeah, but I'm and actively I'm just, trying to make this not a 15 minute episode. Like it's taking yeah. effort. No, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm so tired. Yeah, it's, it's definitely taking effort. Um, all right, bonus question. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. You know how sometimes with these movies they publish like a companion comic book that's like a prequel or like a side story that you didn't get to see. Or like some new interesting information to help you really like understand and vibe it. I think yeah. this movie is screaming for a a supplemental comic book, a visual mm-hmm. dictionary that explains who the fuck Ochi was and why he was down there with his knife. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. For sure. Uh, so like describe it to was me- Sean o- Ochi was Sean Astin. Was he really? Because you know in Goonies when they uh, <laughs> stupid the thing was, with the map. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, what what is your supplemental comic book oh absolutely um, it's about the reality stone and how one day worthwhile pursuit it just developed a brain and intention and a love of dark elves it's called infinite realities. Mm. The story of the ether. I mean, a completely worthwhile storyline, and I would, I would read it. I would totally read it. In a world where the Infinity Stones have brains, one chose to be a pile of goo and insert itself into Natalie Portman. <laughs> a pile of goo. It is. It's it's goo. <laughs> it's a pile of goo. It's a really good-looking pile of goo, Andrew. It really is. It's beautifully yeah. beautifully drawn. The artistry is yeah. gorgeous. Absolutely. Okay, you asked it. Now you get to answer it. All right. I want a comic book that is just Selvig's journal. That <laughs> okay, ex- okay, okay. That okay. explains what the, the hell moments happened? leading up to him being naked in Stonehenge. Okay. Yeah. Because, because honestly, it's not justified. <laughs> like, no. no. And they're like, oh, oh, well, you know, the events of, of Loki's attack on, on Earth. And I was like, all right, well, that gave Tony Stark some crippling PTSD. Yeah. But it, it made Selvig, who's a genius. Who snap. knew enough who knew enough to like put a little failsafe in yeah. while he had the a god inside his head. Yeah. Yeah. Naked, Stonehenge, crazy. Like I just yeah. like I feel like you could lead me up to that story in a satisfying way, and, and maybe connect it to the ether, and I think we would all be satisfied with that. For sure, no, I agree. That's a great answer. Thank you. Yeah. What is your special award, CJ? Okay. Well, because I only because I had to. <laughs> I will give Thor: The Dark World the Edmir Tully Award because. You have Thor and Loki and Odin and Darcy in your movie, right? Mm-hmm. Edmure Tully is a Tully. Yeah. Right? He's like the River Run. Yeah. The Blackfish. And he's a little whiny bitch. <laughs> 
Okay. Right? I'm with you. And that's all Thor is in this film. Like, he's uh, Edmure Tully. He's Edmure Tully all over the place. Like, you're fucking Thor, man. Like, what are you moping around for? Like, what are you worried about? Just yeah. get out there and kick some ass, man. Yeah. You know? And, like, even... Uh, even when he's like searching the nine, like saving the nine realms, he's like worried about Jane. Go see her. Yeah, go see her. You know, and like Edmure Tully, you don't want to marry that Frey girl. Like, don't just walk away. It's not going to end well for you anyway. You should have seen that happen coming. I that's that's a couple of Game of Thrones references tonight. I'm I need to work out what happened there at the end of Game of Thrones. But anyway, Edmure Tully, and it's kind of indicative of this movie, right? Like Edmure Tully is like just like a little dark, like a little whiny, but like why yeah. isn't there, you know? But you need him. Yeah, right? he like serves a purpose. Because he absolutely serves a purpose. Thor: The Dark World serves a purpose. I mean, let's give credit where credit is due. Like this is really where the Infinity Saga starts. Yes, it is. You know. Like we've introduced all of the characters now. We've had a team up movie. We've like wrapped up the Iron Man trilogy. Now is where the Infinity Saga really kicks off. Edmure Tully deciding to marry the Frey girl, like saying yes to that, right? Or like being pushed into that position is really where Game of Thrones takes off. Okay. So I like it. It makes total the sense. Edmure Tully Award. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Can I can I go now? But no, there's still one more okay. question. Okay, great. Uh, what's your special award before? The I go end? fuck yourself award. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ready? You ready? Yeah. You want more Rene Russo? You want more Lady Sif? You want more Jane Foster? <laughs> go fuck yourself. You want to understand what the ether does, how it works? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck you yourself. Want, you want to understand how it turns into Infinity Stone? Go fuck yourself. You go want to know where yourself. the you want to know where the Avengers were this whole time? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. How you, you, you want to know how Loki became Odin at the end? Go fuck, Go yourself. fuck yourself. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> yeah. You know, I gotta, I gotta give an award because the balls on this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. No, they don't care for me at all. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's you the Thor matter. movie. Buy a ticket. Yeah. Go buy a ticket. Yeah. Sit in the you're fine. Your you're fine. Go fuck yourself. Look how expensive it is. Yeah. Look yeah. how pretty it is. Yeah. Look how good everybody looks. Yeah. Everybody that you're seeing, they were in the first movie. They were in the first movie. Yeah. No, it's this is a Thor movie. It's shocking. It's yeah. shocking. It's like everything from the first movie just a little different and unexplained. Yeah. Uh is this movie an icon or a wicon? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> it's not an answer. It's a Y-Con. Oh, but I feel I feel like I feel like this movie is so rotten that like I don't even want to give it Y-Con status. It's almost so confusing it's iconic. Like it's almost such a weird misstep. And when we right. talk about when we talk about MCU missteps, we always want to talk about Iron Man 2 and we want to talk about the Incredible Hulk. Right? But nobody talks yeah. about Thor the Dark World and how fucking no. crazy it was but yeah, but that like, got like, released. Yeah. It's not even like it's not even, but it's not even good enough to like, yeah. And, and the flip side of that is like it's not even good enough to talk about. And people are just like, oh right, that's that happened. And at the end, the Infinity Saga started. Yeah. And I said it earlier, man. Like this thing retcons itself before it's over. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's crazy. Well, and if you think about it, we don't even know that the Tesseract is an Infinity Stone at this point. No, no one does. That's no, the we thing. We told. don't know. But they just tell us there. Yeah. Like there's the one hologram in Iron Man when Tony's looking at it where there's like a circle in the middle of the Tesseract. Yeah. But I'm not certain that it was there the first time. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like how Doctor Strange has been put into the end of WandaVision. Like yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't there the first time. You put it in after. Oh, yeah. Do, do I think they shit. might have done that. Do a shit that they give that. George Lucas shit for. You know ah, what I mean? well, yeah. Well, George Lucas, I want to say something. Yeah. Everything in his movies makes sense. Uh, this is going to be a whole other episode about how much I disagree with you. Everything makes sense. Everything – excuse me. No, maybe everything doesn't make sense. Everything pays off. Right? Like they, the rhyming that he's always talking about, like everything rhymes. Like you can look at it and say like, oh, right. That's why he did that. It may not make the most sense, but that's why he did that. I got to go back to Attack of the Clones though. I don't understand any of those choices. I know that Attack of the Clones is a, is a bad movie. Yeah, I don't understand right? it. But I know, what, I know why all of it's in there. Okay. And, and you little shit. <laughs> I have to watch Clone Wars. If you watch Clone Wars, it all makes sense and it's beautiful. Uh, beautiful. No, man, I just watched. You got to the end of the Bad Batch. It's beautiful. Okay. All right. Oh, it's I'll gorgeous. It. I'll do it. I'll be on the road. It rhymes. Yeah. It rhymes. Okay. All right. I okay. I, I want to trust you in this moment. Well, we're not. You trust me anyway. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Blind right. trust. That's what I'm all about. In life. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Don't make me earn it. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, if I haven't earned it by now. I know. No, no, no. Absolutely. What's happening? I know. Legit. Jesus, legit. Like, all the things I say in this podcast that are so smart. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's your supporting evidence. I'm fucking yeah. brilliant on this joke. I say smart things. You do. Indeed you do. Uh, I mean, I feel like we did it. Well, that's glad though. I'm glad that's over. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, and everyone I, in this room is now just a little dumber <laughs> for having listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I would like to take a moment okay. and get, and get a little personal if that's okay. Oh, the floor yeah. is yours. Thank you. So, uh, all 19 of you, maybe 20 now, we didn't do an episode last week. We didn't do an episode last week. And I meant to put an announcement up on it, and I didn't. I didn't get to it. Um, and it's, it's because my mother passed away. And it's a very sad thing. It was a very sudden thing. But um, when I was little, I had really jacked up teeth. And... I had to get a lot of surgeries done to sort of fix them and write them so I didn't look like a shark with two rows of teeth. And I would come home and I was a kid and I was in so much pain and I had all, I was coming down off of some gas and, you know, my mom would just sit me in front of the TV with her and she had a collection of VHSs and she was a huge movie fan. And I always credit those years getting oral surgery and sitting with her watching hits like The Goodbye Girl, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
She introduced me to the Star Wars trilogy. Uh, she has such an eclectic taste, and I credit her with my love of movies. And uh, I miss her a lot, and she's the only reason that this show exists. So it's a shitty movie, but that's how the time worked out. Uh, I would love to dedicate this episode to her memory. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. She's the reason I'm here. So She did a bang-up job raising you, my man. Thank and- you. And I, you know what? Since since she was the one that gave you the the keen eye <laughs> that you have for film, I think it's only fitting that this episode is dedicated to her uh, and those her memory and those wonderful memories that you two had together because she absolutely would be so proud of how you tore this thing apart. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. She yeah. always celebrated my honesty. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I would love to hear. I really would love to hear, you know, if there, if there is an afterlife, that's going to be the first question that I ask her. Hey, <laughs> Thor of the Dark World. Yeah. What'd you think? <laughs> She'd be like, I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you for letting me get personal there. I really appreciate that. Um, of course. Of course. What's next up in the Lerorder for us? Okay, well, this is where it gets a little um, Lerorty because you got and you guys just have to trust me on this one. Okay, the movie that makes the most sense next is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Okay, listen, it makes the most sense because this was a piece of shit, and that's amazing. So I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that yeah. movie. Yeah, whether it makes sense, you know, in like uh, running order or not, like we need a palate cleanser, right? Yeah. After Thor: The Dark World, <laughs> yeah, um, and and Guardians is it. So so it works on so many levels, and we're very excited. We cannot wait, yeah, to watch this gonna, movie. That's going to be super fun. And bring it back to you guys next week. We thank you so so much for being a part of this journey with us. And Andrew, take us out. For Icon or Wycon, I am Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche, and we'll MCU next time. Next time. <laughs>